This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. I, we committed this morning on the show to take this article that was in Axios. And the reason we want to take it in Axios, that's kind of the inside baseball for the corporate, uh, the corporate media. It's Mike Allen's kind of inside baseball newsletter for the lobbyists, the political operatives, uh, the Uniparty, uh, Wall Street, all of it. Um, and it's, it's a very good. It's, it gives you a great summary of what's going on. Today, particularly, they had this article called The Three or the Major Existential Threats humankind and talked about these uh these great forces that that kind of are underpinning um the the issues in the world today and all are converging kind of in a place and time as a major threat to humanity and of course the buried lead they had down about the 10th paragraph it said this is exactly why you need really smart people now to run governments um this being their their theory of the case because they're the college-educated uh, elites. Remember, they're doing all this. Uh, they're bending over backwards and trying to rewrite the Constitution to uh, allow the deadbeats uh, that got all these worthless college degrees to kind of walk away from it and leave working-class America to pay for it. Uh, but they're, 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 all their implication is that they're the college-educated. They have the advanced degrees that uh, MAGA and the populist movement are a bunch of uh, morons. And not just that, they're dangerous morons. And here's why they're dangerous, because the world's getting so complicated and these major threats, to, these existential threats to humankind uh, are, are upon us. Now more than ever, you need the elect of the college educated in the post, uh, you know, the postgraduate degrees and the doctoral work and all that to guide us, you know, kind of like uh, Plato's guardians. More than ever, we need the guardians, right? So uh, what we've done is assembled our contributors that are the experts in each of the Axios laid out that it was a climate change, artificial intelligence and nuclear weapons that were the three big current uh, going to overwhelm humanity. Uh, so we brought in our contributors to kind of go and deconstruct that and, and talk about what's uh, reality and what's not. Uh, and I, I really appreciate them pulling this together because Axios just printed the thing early this morning. Uh, let's go ahead. We got a cold open. I'm going to start with artificial intelligence, go to climate change, then finish with our experts on nuclear weapons. Let's start, I, we've got a cold open for the one and only Joe Allen. Let's go ahead and let it rip. AI, as we all know, is the study of how to make machines intelligent. Its stated goal is general purpose artificial intelligence, sometimes called AGI or artificial general intelligence. Machines that match or exceed human capabilities in every relevant dimension. The last 80 years have seen a lot of progress towards that goal. For most of that time, we created systems whose internal operations we understood, drawing on centuries of work in mathematics, statistics, philosophy, and operations research. Over the last decade, that has changed. Beginning with vision and speech recognition and now with language, the dominant approach has been end-to-end -end training of circuits 
with billions or trillions of adjustable parameters. The success of these systems is undeniable, but their internal principles of operation remain a mystery. This is particularly true for the large language models, or LLMs, such as ChatGPT. Many researchers now see AGI on the horizon. In my view, LLMs do not constitute AGI, but they are a piece of the puzzle. We're not sure what shape the piece is yet or how it fits into the puzzle, but the field is working hard on those questions and progress is rapid. Alan Turing, the founder of computer science, warned in 1951 that once AI outstrips our feeble powers, we should have to expect the machines to take control. We have pretty much completely ignored this warning. This committee has discussed ideas such as third-party testing, licensing, national agency, and international coordinating body, all of which I support. Here are some more ways to, as it said, move fast and fix things. First, an absolute right to know if one is interacting with a person or a machine. Second, no algorithms that can decide to kill human beings, particularly when attached to nuclear weapons. Third, a kill switch that must be activated if systems break into other computers or replicate themselves. Fourth, go beyond the voluntary steps announced last Friday. Systems that break the rules must be recalled from the market for anything from defaming real individuals to helping terrorists build biological weapons. Okay. Uh, Joe Allen, very disturbing. That's from congressional testimony from, what, a week or so ago. Walk me through who that was, what he said, why is it important? Steve, that was Stuart Russell. Uh, he is involved with the Future of Life Institute, uh, an institute we've covered a lot. They were actually the uh, organization that drafted the open letter requesting a halt on artificial intelligence development above the level of GPT-4. They also drafted uh, an open letter back in 2014-15 uh, in which they, they urged a complete ban on artificial intelligence-based uh, lethal autonomous weapons, so drone swarms that can decide to attack and kill on their own. Something really important to remember about the Future of Life Institute is that they are, by and large, composed of transhumanists or quasi-transhumanists. They, as you heard Stuart Russell talking about, hope to create a superhuman artificial intelligence god. And what you hear, the, 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 this hearing was actually quite a bit more interesting in many ways than the last. I think much more substantial uh, information and also much more substantial proposals on how to deal with something like this. Uh, and especially, I, I must say, as usual, Josh Hawley really stood out as being very informed and was very uh, open to recognizing the potential dystopian elements of all this. That being said, this, this, the problems that they're highlighting, there's really three that uh, are of, of real import to my mind. The first being, as you heard there, this, the, the, the notion that you don't know whether you're interacting with a human being on the other end of the screen. I think that's going to be a real problem going forward. It already is now. Uh, the artificial intelligence is definitely good enough to fool somebody with, say, an IQ of uh, 110 below. Uh, and so, 
really oftentimes people don't know if they're talking to a person on social media. If it's that good, how would you know without some kind of verification? And that's where verification systems like uh, the WorldCoin that we covered uh, yesterday and other verification systems like something that would be in the in the same vein, biometric identification, tying your uh, body to a digital identity to prove that you're human. So it, it could actually cause as many problems trying to solve this problem, uh, such as having some sort of mandated biometric ID in order to get onto the Internet or anything else. The second one, though, Steve, uh, you know, that he also mentioned that lethal autonomous weapons, you have people like ex-Google CEO Eric Schmidt, who chaired the uh, National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence back in 2001. And um, he is really, really pushing for using lethal autonomous weapons. He believes that as other nations develop them, it will be imperative for the U.S. to keep up that we have weapons that can decide to kill because they would be able to react much faster than any human being would. And, and to, just to generalize, he believes that uh, human beings would not win a war in which artificial intelligence was behind the, the kill switch, so to speak, or the, uh, the, uh, the red button uh, to either launch a missile or a, a drone attack or anything like that. And so that's also very, very disturbing. It's a big decision that's going to have to be made. Do you allow machines to make the decision to kill or not? We heard uh, Mark Andreessen uh, arguing that that should be the only system uh, able to kill because human beings are so faulty and so slow. And he is a very respected intellectual in the realm of technology. It wouldn't surprise me if he showed up at one of these hearings uh, to testify. So I, I, to me, I think that's a very, very dangerous move to even have them at all, let alone to have an attitude that human beings should not be responsible for life or death decisions on the battlefield uh, and that machines should. And last but not least, of course, the idea of artificial general intelligence, sort of AI God that the prophets of transhumanism are predicting. And that's one that uh, it's there's literally no way to know whether the technology has capped out basically right here or if the most aggressive predictions like Elon Musk and some of the others who spoke there at the hearing, that artificial general intelligence, the superhuman general purpose AGI, uh, could be literally right around the corner next five, seven years. And you also don't know that if uh, you could easily have a corporation that claims that they have AGI uh, and or, or something like AGI and be able to wield enormous amounts of influence and power just on the mythology alone. I think that this is probably the most shattering, both on a just a philosophical level, political level, economic level, and of course, a theological level. If, if you have a, a company like Google or OpenAI who claims to have brought into existence uh, either a conscious or at least a hyper-intelligent being uh, that is not human, a sort of alien life form, that really does change the game as far as how we talk about what it means to be human and what it means to really have rights in a society. You have all these people like Dalton Isbon, Martine Rothblatt, pushing for robo-rights already. So I, I, I think that, Steve, it, it was very, um, I think listening to Josh Hawley and even Richard Blumenthal, Amy Klobuchar, I think that uh, they, they have definitely shown that they, they've done their homework and they're on top of this as much as one could be on top of something so unpredictable. At the same time, that we have a lot of chaos on the horizon especially in regards to uh, the election of 2024, if these deep fakes really do proliferate, proliferate, proliferate as they say.
But RC, it, it, the deep fakes, don't get me wrong, are going to be bad. And this is one of the whole things about machines in, in elections and c- connectivity to the net about artificial intelligence takes that to the whole, you know, next level. But back to this, you know, it, Mike Allen had this piece, Axios had this piece, and it's kind of ironic in that their corporate clients, the uniparty, the corporatist uniparty that runs our nation, has had no problem has had no problem in this race to, to, to develop AI with the kind of a devil catch the hindmost or no controls whatsoever, kind of this b- bizarrely libertarian approach. Esper the other day, and this is what I think it's Semaphore had the, had the, about his interview with the New York Times or this piece he did in the New York Times. Esper, the former Secretary of Defense, you know, the one with President Trump that I actually said was a guy that you could tell with Milley kind of tried to lead a coup against Trump. That he's sitting there going, there's an outright arms race, that the 21st century is going to be defined by the arms race that is more intense than the arms race you see in the movie Oppenheimer uh, about uh, who's going to get the nuclear weapons first. The Nazis are ourselves or then the Russians are ourselves with the hydrogen bomb. That you've got this arms race right now that will define the 21st century and there's nothing that can stop that, that that is ongoing. What struck me about these hearings even as good as Josh Hawley these guys were, you're talking about some pretty modest things, and, and, and nobody even came close to talking about a kill switch that actually could knock the whole thing down, or that you would have, how would you actually get some agreement, some treaty or some agreement that you wouldn't, uh, that no one would ever program an algorithm into the machine itself where you could kill humans. The, 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 the granularity on actual solutions was at a very general, although very scary, here's what we need to do. There seemed to be no backup whatsoever. Your thoughts on that, sir? Yeah, I, I've long said, and I still stand behind it for now until things get better, I don't see a lot of uh, solid political solutions to the problem of runaway technology. Let's say that you put in regulation to halt the development of artificial intelligence up to a certain level in the U.S., these companies already have labs overseas, and it's pretty much inevitable that they would go overseas and develop them there. And of course, that country would be the one to hold the sort of uh, fabled ring of power, so to speak. Uh, you could also have uh, an agency that checked for safety, and I think that that's good, something. Uh, Josh Hawley really pushed the concept of data privacy, and that's something that's really needed to be put in place for a long time anyway in the US. That's also good. It means that AI is not raking your personality over every second of every day, nor are just the general algorithms that are used by Google, uh, not without your permission anyway. And so that would be an excellent move forward. But all of these different technologies, I mean, you know, one thing that I cover in my book and what we've covered here for the last two and a half years is that this is an enormous field of technological systems on top of technological systems on top of systems. And all of them really do have the the potential for social control, top-down social control, uh, or social disruption from a sort of distributed array of actors. And so the the chaos of the the ongoing technological revolution that we're living in, the so-called fourth industrial revolution, I don't see any solid political solutions for it. In many ways, I think the real solutions are people bracing themselves for it, educating themselves about what the possibilities are, and that, that those sorts of press, pre, uh, preparations to basically confront a future in which you will have, without a doubt, 
what Artie and Pola calls the cyborg theocracy. You will have uh, a culture which literally in, 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 in based to holds technology up as being godlike entities. And everything that descends down from that, such as robotics, brain-computer interfaces, especially the non-invasive brain-computer interfaces that don't take, you don't have to chip yourself, you just simply put a cap on and begin to kind of commune with the machine. That is already here, and the development of that, I think, is also very much inevitable. This is all not to mention the various uh, sorts of biological alterations that are already on the market and in the next, say, 10 years are going to probably undoubtedly develop in a direction where you will have the possibility for, say, direct gene-edited designer babies. So um, I, I think that even if in the U.S. we say no on everything, we just go full Luddite, other countries will race forward. So, And if we say yes, then obviously we're going to be at the center of that because we have the best technology in the U.S., without a doubt, whether it's artificial intelligence or the, uh, the, the infrastructure that supports uh, crazy bio like radical biological alterations and, and including the on the military end. So, uh, yes, yeah, Steve, the, I, I think it's good that it's being talked about in Washington. And I think that there can at least be some mitigate mitigation of damage and confusion. But I also think that yeah. there's the real possibility that something like by bio mandated biometric identification to verify your humanness on the Internet really opens the doors to a lot of much worse problems, really than the mass confusion of not knowing if you're speaking to a bot online. So uh, it's, uh, like I say, I think especially going into uh, 2024 and, and beyond, uh, the best route is to brace yourself in a sort of, and you don't have to disappear into a cave, but I think some degree of survivalism and independence on the part of uh, MAGA or anyone <laughs> yeah. else, really any human being, uh, yeah. will be in don't order. Be, don't be so, don't. Don't be so quick on that. Uh, Dark uh, Aeon, of course, you, you use the Cambridge pronunciation because you're so proper. Uh, Dark Aeon, the book, if I can get the cover up, the guys in Memphis, um, this book is out on the 29th, I think, of August. Uh, it is uh, really an incredible work. Uh, I think it was four or 500 pages, but you're going to get a, if you, if you dive into this and grasp it and, and hang with the argument and work your way through it, and I understand it's not easy getting into a 500-page uh, book, uh the um it, it's incredible can memphis put up the uh, can we get the cover the um uh, give me a, a minute on the book and why people should i want you to hang around too i'm gonna actually flip the the uh the order we're gonna do it i'm gonna do nuclear weapons next because ai has a direct impact on that walk me through um walk me through the book well uh steve fortunately it is long as uh, as far as the written text itself my text uh, that's almost exactly 400 pages uh, but it's 13 chapters that I've written in a way, one builds onto the next, uh, They each one leads to the next, but it's the sort of book that you can literally flip to any chapter, and they stand on their own, just given whatever interest you have. Maybe your interest is in the dangers of artificial intelligence. Maybe your interest is in uh, radical life extension, uh, radical biological alterations. Maybe your interest is in the evolutionary underpinning that, uh, that really... Uh, sustains the philosophy of transhumanism. So whatever topic takes your interest, you can easily just flip to that. Uh, and it, it doesn't require you to start on page one and get to page 400. However, uh, obviously, I hope that people will. And I, I, I made every effort to make it as comprehensive and as accessible as possible, uh, maybe even with a joke or two here and there to keep you uh, laughing as you hurdle your way towards the apocalypse. And at the end, 
I give my own modest uh, proposals for solutions. Uh, I, I, I yeah. think that most of them will be. Let's, let's, I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want too much of a spoiler alert. But go get our dark eon aeon today at at uh, Amazon. Let's drive this book to be a New York Times bestseller. Just just hang on for one second. I'm gonna keep you around, Joe Allen. Let's start. Ben Hardwell, <clears throat> nuclear weapons. Our favorite Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, and I want you to address this since you've been closest to it. He just announced this bizarre thing that if if Russia hits, it, 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 by the way, the loose talk in Russia about using nuclear weapons to defend Crimea and the Donbass is also totally inappropriate and wrong. But the, the, and, and there's been some loose talk about that here over the last couple of days. But Lindsey Graham comes out about that loose talk and says a nuclear strike on Ukraine is a nuclear strike on NATO. What, they talk about exist, nuclear weapons being existential. We haven't used them since August of 1945, right? They've only been used twice. What, why is Lindsey Graham trying to broaden out this conflict right now, sir, about this uh, threat of nuclear weapons? Uh, good afternoon, Steve. Well, I think the answer to that straightforward, I don't think it's cynical, but the straightforward answer to that question would seem to be because Lindsey Graham is a well-known stooge of the military-industrial complex, uh, and therefore any potential um, opportunity to escalate is going to be something which he will intervene in to escalate. And that's exactly what he's done right throughout his political career. It's just um, the, the argument in itself, as you laid out, is astounding because obviously famously, famously, Ukraine isn't a member of NATO. His argument, I mean, I don't want to say it's more subtle because it's not particularly, but the, 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 the argument he uses is that uh, the use of, of, of tactical nuclear weapons on Ukraine would mean radiation would spread outside of the territory um, of Ukraine into that of, of neighbouring countries, which are NATO members, and therefore it would be, um, it would be, be able to consider that uh, an attack directly on those other NATO countries, in which case um, the United States will be able to, to respond uh, in kind. I think, it's, uh, I think it's astonishing intervention, Steve, considering where we are uh, in this war. But it goes, I think, to, to underline one point here, is that the, um, if you want to de-escalate this war, right, political pressure needs to be put on these people, uh, our representatives in the West, to negotiate rather than to escalate. Um, I mean, under a certain uh, optic, escalation is something that might force Vladimir Putin to step down, um, to back down and retreat. It's entirely possible. It doesn't seem a very sensible uh, strategy given what's at stake. The better the more secure approach is obviously uh, for, for de-escalation is, is for negotiation and to encourage uh, both parties, give them every support, just trash the, their differences out at the negotiating table, table and, and give them every support since, to do so. Was, since, since Mike Allen and, and Axios have been one of the drivers of the, of the, of the, of arm Ukraine and continue to fight in the, they, they are clearly in the escalation, not negotiation camp where, the war room is in the negotiate, not escalate. Isn't it ironic that they put in nuclear weapons as as this existential threat to humanity? 
since where that is the the where we're the closest to having that happen since 1945 is right now in this Ukraine war. Did you not find that ironic that they put that in their piece <laughs> that this that the the proliferation of of nuclear warfare is something that they've been driving? Steve, ironic is the perfect word. That is exactly what it is. Uh, it's almost poetic that conjunction. You know. Um, it might be worth just stressing one point, and, and I don't know, I certainly haven't had a chance to do this on the warm. I don't know if any other contributor has since this war started. But let's just take a moment, just 10 seconds, to remind ourselves what Article 5 of NATO, the, 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 the North Atlantic Treaty, actually empowers its members to do. It sets out the principle, the famous principle, that, that attack against one NATO member is attack against all, and then gives them, each country, each NATO member, at their own discretion, the, the, the legal um, authority, if you will, to then participate in a war according to its own choosing, its modality of its own choosing, in defence of its NATO ally. That's important because without that legal instrument, it could potentially be a case that we would end up with future Nuremberg-type trials where the primary charges uh, back in Nuremberg wasn't the, 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 the Holocaust. It was, it was the conspiracy to, uh, to, towards aggression. So the NATO uh, treaty in and of itself, it protects its um, NATO allies in order to come, even though they haven't been directly attacked themselves, they can come to that member's defence. Steve... The, the important thing here is Article Five. You know, that uh, gives to the to each nation the 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 right to choose how it wants to respond to, to that aggression of its ally. Conceivably, conceivably, um, that could simply be uh, the U.S. Congress sending a sharply worded press release, and then America will say, "Well, we think we have made the most appropriate response to that," and that is it. It doesn't oblige. Military uh, uh, Article Five does not oblige uh, a, a military response, and of course, the con in, the, in the America's case, you have the Constitution. NATO membership doesn't override that Constitution, and Congress still has yeah. to, to to agree to no. uh, the, the to, to war yeah. so, declaration so, of war. So this, yes, exactly. You, you, so, you would so, think so, they so, don't so, even force, but they have. Hang on, hang on. We're going to go to break. We're it's a short break. We're going to come back. I got Colonel Mills. We got Harnwell. We got uh, Joe Allen. We'll talk about the dangers of AI. Plus, this is supposed to be the world's boiling. It's no longer It's no longer climate change. It's no longer global warming. It's global burling. And we've got our own Dave Walsh on here to walk you through the mathematics of all that. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to return with Axios's existential threat to humanity, the rebuttal in the world. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. 
Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-L-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology, goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including covid EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code STEVE. ekpure.com code STEVE. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room But they can promise, at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Bannon and get the better health promise. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, welcome back. We've got our great contributors here to go through all this. Uh, Colonel Mills, talk, talk to me. You know, uh, Ben has made this incredible case and in following it, you know, daily from uh, from Rome about this situation or the continue to escalate instead of negotiate. 
in uh, in uh, in eastern Ukraine, the Ukraine this Ukraine battle space. Now we have Axios, who's one of the drivers of that corporate message for the defense contractors. You see, you go to actually see the Raytheon, you see all these guys advertising, you know, sponsored content all the time. Give us your your analysis of this threat of nuclear weapons, particularly not just the proliferation, but actual now people talking about use of tactical nukes in the Ukraine battle space. Well, that's of grave concern, especially when Ukraine reaches out and is beginning to hammer Moscow. The question in China, this has been, once again, the U.S. intelligence community has apparently not been paying attention to what's going on in China with the nuclear force. Um, I would call them equivalent to us. The problem with that, Russia was equivalent with, to us. Now we got two countries who are have a treaty with each other that are now double our size in nuclear weapons. Now, she just replaced Lee, who was his uh, uh, head of strategic rocket forces. He was an army general. And he's gone now, and Admiral Wang has been uh, has been now appointed uh, commander of the Strategic Rocket Forces, which includes both the ground base and the sea base deterrent. And that's what I have here is this is Sanya uh, Naval Base. Uh, this is where they're hiding their uh, hiding their ballistic missile submarines. Their six existing nuclear powered ballistic missile submarines. The question is: Is she uh, tying uh, nuclear command and control to artificial intelligence? So it'll uh, work uh, without even hu- any human interaction. This is scary. But this is their, their big sub base right there. This is underground. See, what, what, what's happening right now is they actually have an underground submarine base. This is where their six type uh, 92s, I think it is, could go inside. And they put out a uh, hard perimeter with a couple of gates because they're very worried about Navy SEALs conducting a raid here. There's their demagnetization facility. But, yeah, they're hiding their boats underground inside here. So once they go to sea, though, are they being operated with uh, artificial intelligence? Is our AI now uh, replacing the human in the nuclear command and control? Uh, this is absolutely disturbing, worse than anything we've seen during the Cold War. And your point is now that we forced Russia into the arms of the CCP. You have, uh, a, you have an opponent, a combined axis uh, controlling the Eurasian landmass, trying to consolidate the Eurasian landmass that not only has more and just quantitative, but also qualitative, because we really we have not updated the nuclear arsenal in in, in a long time. Before I let you go, because I want to get want to have you back for a briefing deeper on the, particularly the ballistic missile submarines. What is the intelligence community saying about this firing? I mean, he just had appointed, I think, General Lee when he was terminated relatively quickly and the, 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 the head of the strategic rocket forces, the strategic nuclear forces in the PLA doctrine is, you know, one of the top guys in the military. What scuttlebutt are you hearing about why she made such a public move in, in firing the head of his strategic rocket forces? Well, in one release, I heard the often used expression of corruption, which is code word for she cleaning house of anybody he doesn't trust. I mean, she is turning into Saddam Hussein really fast. Uh, when he marched Hu Jintao out of the meeting, that's exactly the tactics that uh, that uh, Saddam Hussein used to use. He's, so she is terrified about an internal threat that's going to overthrow him, assassinate him. Uh, Etc. So I, I think that's as much as anything what's going on. It's not like there was a command inspection 
they left the uh, doors open on one of the bu nuclear bunkers, you're fired. Uh, now, I'm sure when they use the term corruption, that's a catch-all phrase for um, she doesn't like the person or tr uh, more importantly, doesn't trust the person anymore. So don't especially doesn't him. want yeah, his he's commander. Clean, he rocket. cleaned up. People should know, if you follow the show, they've done a complete house cleaning of the PLA, and a lot of people think that's they get more aggressive people that buy into she's thing that we're going to have to go to kinetic war against the West because there were members of the PLA said, I don't know if that's a smart move. Um, Joe Allen, before I let you guys go, uh, talk to me about the threat of artificial intelligence. You know, uh, Colonel Mills just said it about where they've got the, you know, where they've got the, 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 the center of gravity of their, uh, their fleet ballistic missile program. Talk to me about the dangers of artificial intelligence being in a, in a command and control aspect of these weapons a lot of the viewers will probably remember the dead hand system the so-called perimeter system uh first employed with, by the soviets in the mid 80s and said to be still in effect now it's just a, an automatic weapon system that would detect incoming uh nuclear strike in russia and would then respond autonomously so it would be like seismic activity uh, radiation detection basically it would mean that we blew them away and so therefore it would just start launching uh, intercontinental ballistic mis missiles our way and uh, so you already have let's just take it down from say uh, artificial intelligence kind of a grandiose term down just to, to computer algorithms kind of fuzzy line between these algorithmic systems are already there uh, russia's avant-garde hypersonic missile uh, is guided by advanced algorithms artificial intelligence and it, it's, it's so complex and, and so autonomous that once it's launched the human really doesn't determine the path after that it's just simply goes to its target by whatever path it decides and as far as china uh china has been really putting a lot of money and manpower brain power into what they would call intelligentized weapons at both Russia and China are doing this, though, because the U.S., however, uh, however faltering the military equipment development has been in the U.S., right now you have Eric Schmidt front and center working with the Department of Defense to, uh, as he would maybe put it, bring the U.S. military into the 21st century. Uh, DARPA has been at the core of everything that we talk about when we talk about transhumanist technology, and so they're a mass program to create uh, swarms of swarms, uh, AI-powered drone swarms that would kill uh, and be able to evade any uh, system of detection or, uh, or deterrence. All of this is happening as a race. They're all responding to each other. The U.S., the three superpowers, U.S., Russia, and China, and all of them are doing everything they can to develop advanced algorithmic systems uh, and, and in some quarters in the hopes of taking human beings out of the loop so that the AI with its fast response times and its uh, very broad swath of data that it can gather in order to make its decisions so that the AI is the prime decision maker. And I am with Colonel Mills on this, absolutely. It is a terrifying prospect. Uh, Joe, once again, the book, your social media, where do people get to all your writings? Uh, you can find the book at Amazon, uh, where all books are sold. You can find links at the top of my social media, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z, Twitter and Gitter. 
the warroom.org under the transhumanism tab or my website, jobot.xyz. I really do hope you'll pick it up. And I do believe that you will, you will definitely have a very clear uh, sense of what the field of technology is, especially its religious and philosophical underpinnings. Joe, thank you very much. Colonel Mills, uh, what are your coordinates? How do people get to your writings? Nationwillfollow.com. The nationwillfollow.com. You can pre-order book two, War Against the Deep State. And the preface on book one is by Stephen K. Bannon. If you want an autographed copy, go to Mike Lindell's My Store. Use code War Room. And then it's Colonel Rhett John on Substack, Getter, and Truth. Colonel Mills, thank you very much for your insights, as always. Ben Harnwell from Rome. Uh, how do people get to you, Brother Harnwell? So, um, the best social media uh, platform in the world. Uh, simply tap in my surname, Harnwell. There I am, uh, pushing up my thoughts and, and analysis throughout the day. Benny, Benny, been pretty good on Ukraine for the last year and a half. Pretty good. Got to give you a bravo Zulu on that. Thank you so much for joining us. This evening from Thanks, Rome. Steve. Thank you so much, Steve. God bless. Dave Walsh. Um, Drudge had the Mac Daddy yesterday, the month of July, and had the whole calendar every day. But the hottest month in human history. Axios leads off with of the existential threats. The 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 first among equals is is climate change. Now they're talking about the boiling of the earth. It's irrefutable. It's only going to get worse. Uh, Walk me through your mathematical assessment of this, sir. Well, one one cannot, the scientists know, but their media spokespersons maybe know less, that you cannot extrapolate long-term climate change um, conclusions based on 45 to 60 days of data. You, you just can't do that. Yeah, we've had, we've had a hotter than normal temperature, certainly in Texas, the Southwest, Southeast somewhat, the upper Midwest a little bit, the far west, actually, the L.A. basin, uh, cooler than normal. Um, but if you look at uh, typically, temperatures mo modulate. But hold, it, but hold it. But hold it. The middle Atlantic. I mean, Washington, D.C. hasn't been a brutal summer at all. Not like normally Washington, D.C. has or my beloved Virginia or North Carolina. The Atlantic states are uh, d southwest. <laughs> definitely. Texas. It's a hot summer. But how, why they right. say the Earth is why, why? What's the mathematical argument they make that the Earth is boiling and now we've crossed into a danger zone? This proves they're all right. We've crossed into a danger zone. There, there is no mathematical argument that we've crossed into a danger zone. The, if you look at the uh, the typical modulations in temperature year to year, according to uh, NOAA data, the uh, Ocean Oceanographic Agency, temperatures on average modulate two to four degrees per year, up and down. Year average temperatures, winter and summer. This year, we've seen about a one and a half degree uptick on average. A lot of the country, nothing. Yeah, a lot of the country, a little worse than that. It, but it's way within the normal standard deviation of annual change from one year to the next. Now, average temperatures aren't the same every year. Some years higher, some years lo lower. But let's go back just the last 80 years, which is a little more relevant, but not that relevant across what one has to really analyze is 20,000 years. We had the uh, 0.8 Fahrenheit drop from 45 to 80, 1980, then a 1.4 Fahrenheit rise from 1980 to 19, 2015, cumulatively. And then the last nine years through two months ago, temperatures have been flat. 
So across that whole time period, we're up about half a degree Fahrenheit over 80 years. And if you look at where the temperature is trailing upwards, 28 degrees from the end of the last glaciation 20, 18,000 years ago, this demodulation is background noise against the 0.3 that should be happening in accordance with the long-term uptake post-glaciation that will end and then will be headed back down to, into an ice age. This is this is way in the normal range for a, oh, a, a month and a half period where it's a little warmer in parts of the country, the same in most of the country as normal, such as here in Florida. Temperatures are about typical. They're not really hotter than normal in the midday 90, 90 degree range at night, 74, typical, very typical, very normal. No, this is all hair on fire conflation to push the agenda for more and more renewables, that this is something, the issue the issue before us really is the issue of the de-electrification of the West, of Western Europe, of the UK specifically, Germany specifically, okay. and now the- Here's, okay, hang on, hang on. I want to get to this, because this is what I don't understand. You, you got to help me out here. The guys that make, and I'm sure there's some logic here that you're going to explain to me, Walsh, because you're my guy. The climate change guys, and, and, and their big push is for uh, sustainability, renewable energy. I got that. Okay, Let, let's, let's just put a pin in that. That's their argument. But they always get to the electric vehicle and getting rid of the internal combustion engine and fossil fuel. I mean, the whole thing is fossil fuels are over. You can't have more fossil fuel. How at the same time? Do we have a de-electrification movement in the industrial in the in the industrial West that's pretty advanced? How I just don't understand intellectually how that hangs together. So you got Germany is de-industrializing before our eyes. This is not War Room saying not Dave Walsh. This is coming from now the Financial Times and mainstream German media. They're actually having a debate about it. And as Dave Walsh is showing. Whether and these are not left wing states, whether it's South Carolina, whether it's the state of Florida, uh, you know, you got Nikki Haley and Tim Scott running from for president from South Carolina. You got DeSantis from Florida in, in Texas. You got, you know, it's the, it's the bastion of MAGA. They're in an advanced de-electrification movement. A am I wrong in any of that? You're, you're completely correct. Um, England is devastated with 15 million folks living under the poverty line now due to the de-energization and de-industrialization of that country since about 2002. Uh, a, a, an entire 20% of the economy has been under attack and basically taken off the table, being oil and gas production, coal production, steel making. And now England is a massive importer of energy, poverty levels uh, at record levels. Germany's headed the same place. And, and we are making exactly the same moves. And this is all because the there are in the West there are no longer energy policies. There are only environmental policies. And, and this assignment of CO2 is something to do with the environment, which it is not. It is not a pollutant. It, it's a naturally occurring element. It, it's fundamental to the existence of life. We've seen in, in this country, what we're now doing is we need about 20% more electrification by 2030 just to match normal GDP and normal population growth about 20% more electrification is needed before we get to EVs and electrifying home heating. The growth rate on electrification across the next set nine years is only 4% because what we're adding, 90% of what we're adding is wind and solar that operate on average about 22% of the time. We need electrification that operates 100% of the time. While we're adding that, we're taking offline 12, 12 and a half, 13% of our capacity 
mainly coal, some nuclear, that runs full-time. So the net net of the two is we're spending a trillion dollars to add close to net zero, about 4% of added capacity in nine years where we need 20. Now, when we get to EVs, Musk uh, yesterday talked about uh, three times more electricity needed by 2045. Okay, if I'm in the EV, EV business, I'm going to say that. But really, he's on the right path. We need a, we'll need about two times more electrification by 2045, half or normal population and GDP growth, if we want to remain industrialized at all, and then half for the EV conversion and for this uh, home heating conversion across the upper Midwest and Northeast. We're, we're not adding electrical capacity to do anywhere near that. In fact, as I've said, the next 10 years, we're growing electrical capacity by about four and a half, five percent, where it needs to grow 20 percent without this other transition that Biden's doubling down on. This is the horrendous issue facing the West. It's the de-energization resulting in the de-electrification of the West due to the, the adherence to environmental only policies and zero energy strategy in Germany, in France, in England, in Belgium, in the United States, in Canada, in Australia, New Zealand, zero energy policy, only environmental yielding to the Greens on an environmental only perspective on how energy is created. And that less of it means less industry. I find it, um, this is why I wanted to do the Axios piece for today, because Axios in, in pulling out climate change, artificial intelligence, and, and nuclear weapons, they said these are the three existential threats to humankind right now, and they're all kind of converging. Axios and their corporate partners are the ones that have been driving this. That's the thing that's so outrageous. Dave, we got to bounce. How, what's your social media? Oh, we just lost Dave Walsh. That's okay. Uh, okay, Dave, what's your social media? How do people get to you, brother? On Getter, at Dave Walsh Energy, and Truth Social, the same. Thank you, Steve. You, you've been spectacular. We're going to have you back on to drill down even more on this, sir. No pun intended. We're going to leave you with the Weavers and their song, This Land is Your Land, a, uh, a beautiful and powerful song about the United States of America. This Land is Your Land from the Weavers. I went walking that ribbon of highway I saw above me that endless skyway I saw below me that golden valley This land was made for you and me This land is your land This land is my land From California To the New York Island From the River Forest To the Gulf Stream Sparkling sands of her diamond deserts While all around me a voice was sounding Saying this land was made for you and me
Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.